All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords for the segment. We're joined by Adam. Good morning. Hello, Lena. How are you doing this I'm morning? I'm doing okay. You have a good Christmas? It was uneventful, but you know yeah. what? That was to be expected. Yeah, it was nice and cozy. Yeah. Is it the first time we're seeing each other since the holidays? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Monday was particularly long for me. I apologize. Uh, yeah. And okay. so <laughs> this okay. does not feel like a Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Adam. Happy to be here. All right, let's jump into our keyword news portion as we hopefully clarify some of these major headlines for you this morning, starting with the pandemic situation right at home. This is our first keyword of the day. Cases dropping. So daily cases have been seeing a drop, but critical cases are still high. And we're also looking at the weekend numbers, which means we have to be mindful mm. of less testing being conducted. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is to be made of these new numbers, Adam? Yeah, as you say, it's still early in the week, so uh, we don't have uh, a, a, the best of pictures of how the pandemic is going on. But it is a drop anyway, compared sure. to previous weeks as well, uh, around this time. Uh, and it fell below the 5,000 mark for the first time in 20 days yesterday yesterday, actually, uh, reaching the low 4,000s. And this is also partly due to the toughened restrictions as well, as well as the fewer tests Mm -hmm. over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Now, the number of critically ill patients, though, slightly fell to 1,078. But that's after an all-time high of uh, 1,105 that was recorded on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, So the tally is still in the 1,000s. So that drop doesn't really mean that much. It's Mm -hmm. still quite high. Uh, The number of deaths is still quite high as well. Fatality rate standing at 0.87%. And of course, this Omicron variant still causing concern. It's spreading fast. 69 new cases reported yesterday. And many experts believe there is an undercount of Omicron mm-hmm. cases in the country as well. And the actual number could actually be much higher. Um, hospital beds are still almost at full capacity, uh, nearing that 80% mark. Uh, health authorities put the risk level of the pandemic over the past week at very high. And it's been like that for a few weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Now, authorities will decide on Friday whether to extend the current distancing guidelines or ease them. So they're going to look for um, look at the situation for another week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, Korea has signed pre-purchase contracts with Pfizer and Merck for their respective oral COVID-19 pills. They've secured enough for about 600,000 people Mm. and the country is pushing ahead to sign additional deals to secure oral medication for 400,000 more. So a million in total Mm. for the early stages anyway. So we could see them in the market uh, early or sometime in January. January. Yeah, sometime January. All right, at least the first batch is expected in the new year and that's just now a few days away. I know. Hopefully in our fight in the COVID-19 pandemic, mm-hmm. this could also, you know, be of substantial help. That's to hope anyway. Yeah. All right. Taking a look at our second keyword of the day. Christmas surge. Uh, the situation in other parts of the world is not looking so great with record COVID cases, especially in Europe, driven mm. by the Omicron variant. Mm-hmm. What's the latest, Adam? Yeah, so a number of countries across Europe have rolled out new social distancing measures to, of course, stop surging COVID infections that you say have been driven by the Omicron variant. 
but governments in France and Britain are actually remaining a bit hesitant to reinstate these restrictions. Mm. Uh, countries including Belgium, the Netherlands, and Germany are introducing post-Christmas restrictions. The Netherlands is pretty much under lockdown at the moment. Uh, the measures include shutting nightclubs and limiting gatherings in restaurants and pubs, mm. uh, as well as cancelling large-scale events. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belgium's government imposed new measures starting on Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas, that ordered uh, cultural venues. Like movie theaters and concert halls to close, and that's a big shopping day. It's a big uh, shopping day. Yes, yeah. indeed. Uh, Italy, Spain, and Greece—they've uh, made face masks compulsory mm-hmm. outdoors again. Uh, thousands of flights, of course, were also cancelled across the world over Christmas, mainly due to staff shortages, due to flight crews testing positive or just being forced to self-isolate. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the top U.S. infectious disease expert, has said the U.S. government should consider requiring COVID-19 vaccines for domestic flights, so a mandate, basically. And the travel industry has expressed opposition uh, to a vaccine mandate for domestic travel uh, Mm -hmm. when Fauci actually made a similar suggestion back in September as well, but he's reiterating his stance there. Uh, Fauci also says that looking ahead to the New Year's celebration, small gatherings of fully vaccinated people mm-hmm. uh, will be safe, but he urged people to avoid large parties where they don't know the uh, vaccination status mm-hmm. of all the guests. And he also warned that cases will likely to uh, continue to climb due to the Omicron variant into the new year as well. Of course, yes, we've had Christmas, but uh, in just a week's time mm-hmm. or a few days' time now, uh, yeah, the New Year's festivities begin uh, across the country and of course there's a big kind of gathering period for the western world not so yeah. much in Korea it's kind of like yeah. a, a reversal of Christmas and New Year's compared right, with right. Korea and the western world but I mean we had some events in line I mean like yeah. the, the bell ringing ceremony right. um, there's also people gathering to watch the first sunrise for yeah, example but you know, I think the all of these at least this year could be again encouraged to be done in a fair amount of distance between mm-hmm. your neighbors and yourself but yeah. None of this feels festive. Right. Easing into the new year. That's right. right. Well, the sun watching the sunrise yeah. is going to be virtually impossible because they're closing all the national parks that people gather Do to it watch it from home. Or yeah. you know, Arirang Radio has a fantastic view. I mean, yeah. I'm all about seeing the glasses half full. We can virtually watch a sunrise anywhere, right? We can. Yes. Or do it online. And it's too cold to go outside <laughs> anyway. <laughs> if we can put a positive spin yes. on this. All right, moving on to our third keyword of the day. CPTPP application. <laughs> Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. You know, there are so many articles kind of taking mm-hmm. apart the, the poor naming of it, considering yeah. <laughs> there are too many long E sounds. It's not just us, guys, but yeah. it's uh, quite possibly one of the largest free ta- uh, trade deals yes. in the world covering the Asia-Pacific at large, so it is important. Korea is pushing to submit an official application to join the massive CPTPP trade deal next year. So when can we expect the application to be made? Uh, Not in the uh, too distant future, in fact. Mm. Finance Minister Hong Nam-gi says Seoul will apply to join this deal in April, uh, just before the end of the Moon Mm. administration. And he added that the government will speed up the process, including convincing the public of the benefits of joining the pact. There is a bit of backlash towards it Mm. uh, and work on measures that would cushion the impact 
impact on vulnerable industries, including agriculture. Now, earlier this month, the government decided to join the deal after China applied for membership in September. This made it kind of easier diplomatically for Korea to apply. It was kind of watching the waters and seeing what the situation between the U.S. and China was like. Mm-hmm. If you remember, this uh, CPTPP was under the Obama administration. It was mm-hmm. actually trying to limit China's influence uh, in the region. Now, according to the Korea Institute for Industrial Economics and Trade, trade by the 11 member countries so far amounted to nearly $6 trillion as of 2019. That's more than 15% of global trade volume. Now, Korea's export to these 11 countries account for more than 23% of its total exports, while imports account for uh, just under 25% Mm -hmm. of its total imports. Now, this pact is unpopular uh, with small businesses here in the country that rely on the domestic market because they will have to compete with cheaper imports. Uh, And as I mentioned earlier, the agriculture industry, farmers and fishermen are particularly opposed to more open borders for their industries as well. So the government will have a tough task on trying to convince them that Mm. uh, the pact is uh, beneficial, not really beneficial, but they'll have measures in place to to make sure that these people won't be impacted too much by it. All right. On to our fourth keyword of the day. GRDP drop. Uh, Looking at the local economy, a number of cities and provinces have been suffering economically. So Mm. let's take a look at the the latest set of data released by Statistics Korea. Yeah, so any gloomy economic data uh, that's been released recently is... uh, is basically down to the pandemic and it's no different with the, the local economy as well. Mm-mm. Statistics Korea data shows that 12 out of 17 major cities and provinces recorded economic contraction last year. Now the real gross regional domestic product or GRDP as it's known nationwide declined 0.8% in 2020. It is the first time that the GRDP actually posted a drop since 1998 which was the Asian financial crisis. Now, Statistics Korea cited decreased production across the industries of uh, transportation, lodging, dining, culture and other services since the virus's outbreak. Uh, the southeastern city of Ulsan recorded the biggest contraction of over 7%. Next was Jeju Island, which dropped uh, more than 6.5% and more than 4% in South Gyeongsang province. Mm. Seoul only slipped about 0.1%, uh, so it's still... Relatively economic sta- uh, economically stable. Uh, mm-hmm. The Greater Seoul area represented 52.5% of total <laughs> GRDP. So it just goes to show that a lot of the production and concentration of the economy is in the capital region. Uh, that's like a, a discussion for another day, guys. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to our fifth keyword of the day. Employment rate fall. So the nation's employment rate for college graduates is also not looking that good, mostly due to the pandemic, but Mm. that's oversimplified, right? We have to take a look at what this actually implies. So run us through the numbers, Adam. Yeah, so government data shows that the employment rate of students with bachelor's, master's or doctorate degrees fell to a record low of 65.1% last year. Just over 553,000 people graduated from colleges or graduate schools across the country between August 2019 and February 2020. Of them, just over 480,000 were subject to employment and about 312,000 were actually employed. That's down two percentage points from 2019. Now, by employment type, the majority were employed at workplaces providing national health care benefits, so basically offices mm. or companies. Sure. 
that followed by freelancers such as you and I. Now the rest either opened their own business uh, or found jobs overseas, though the uh, proportion was quite uh, small. Now the employment rate was higher among those who finished graduate schools at over 80% than those with undergraduate degrees, which was uh, 61%. Now the employment rate fell in all academic areas as well, with the liberal arts, natural sciences, social studies, arts and sports, and engineering sciences mm-hmm. hit harder, with a drop of over two percentage points. And of the employed, 35-ish percent were recruited before graduation. 22.7 percent found jobs within three months after graduation. Uh, just under 11% found jobs within 10 months or more. Nearly half of the employed worked at small and mid-sized companies as well. So it just goes to uh, show that a lot of conglomerates are kind of losing mm. popularity right now. Uh, the small and S- these SMEs are appearing to be a bit more appealing mm. um, to college gar- graduates. And just over 17% worked for non-profit organizations as well, so charities and civic groups and stuff. All right, and moving quickly on to our last keyword of the day. Vaccines to North Korea. So North Korea still hasn't reported any COVID-19 infections on the record, has mostly closed off the country to stop the virus from coming in. But now reports suggest the regime is open to the idea of acquiring U.S.-made vaccines. In Mm. fact, it was South Korea's interest to Mm. maybe ensure that the vaccines get there to bring North Korea back to the discussion table, Mm -hmm. right? So what's the latest? Yeah, it's quite interesting. Uh, The South Korea media reports that there are talks underway between the North and the U.N. for vaccines. Vaccines and COVAX has actually set aside eight bit uh, eight million rather doses of AstraZeneca's vaccine for North Korea. Uh, that's enough to vaccinate about 16% of the population, but the regime hasn't accepted the offer. However, South Korean news reports are citing sources close to the matter as saying that Pyongyang is showing greater interest in receiving vaccines made by the US. And reports also suggest that there are plans to deliver 60 million doses, which is enough to inoculate the North's entire uh, population. Mm. And a North Korean official uh, was said to have asked the UN side which vaccines they would possibly be accepting, whether it was Pfizer or Moderna, so US-made ones. Uh, Seoul believes that providing vaccines to Pyongyang would help bring uh, the regime back to the dialogue table and it's interesting that this report is coming out because why would a country that's not reporting cases... So interest in, in vaccines. vaccines. I mean, we've, we've speculated all this time that, mm. you know, no, no confirmations of COVID patients does not necessarily equate to the whole truth. Um, mm-hmm. It's North Korea. After all, we mm. get information on bits and pieces and That's only right. in the interest of North Korean regime. So, But to be fair, vaccines right, right. are a preventative measure. They're not right. uh, an after uh, treatment. So That's also could a fair be a, point. Yeah, could be a possibility there. Yeah. All right. I mean, those are two very different angles on the same story, but yeah. that's how it goes. We'll have to wait and see which is closer to the truth, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Anna, for today's coverage, as always. You're welcome. Have a warm day, and I'll see you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.